Welcome back to Full Spectrum VR and Friends. Uh, this is episode 13, and my guest co-host on this episode is Elisa Christine, all the way from Miami. Say hello, Elisa. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, we're we're going to be talking about some really cool things. Um, just and before we get to those... Uh, this is a special episode because this episode is post a my first live VR art exhibit um, with uh, some live VR art zone spaces uh, with pieces I designed myself to fill those and then be altered with people that attended the event and then we brought Elisa from, actually not straight from Miami, she was coming from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, where she was performing at Mural Fest, right? Mm-hmm, Mural Fest 2018, Albuquerque. So, the, obviously this is the first um, for people who are returning and regular listeners. Um, this is the first episode in a while. Um, episodes take so much time to produce. And this one, I really wanted to make sure how to get really good content um, with a lot of context. And we definitely have that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been and an then, interesting week, yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. Uh, it was an interesting event. And we're going to talk a little bit about the event itself, because um, it definitely relates to the, the content of this episode. Uh, but before we get to all of that, again, Lisa Christie, welcome to Dallas, Texas. Thank you. DFW area. And so I want to give you time to introduce yourself, talk about yourself, and it is what you do in Miami, and let everybody know. Okay, so I'm I'm now a virtual reality artist. I've been doing the VR art since January, the beginning of this year. Prior to doing VR art, I've got maybe, I don't know, lots of experience of different types of mediums, photography, uh, I do mixed media art with uh, light boxes. I like to combine elements and dimensions so and light and movement and so I have some light boxes for example that are filled with different color films and then when the lights hit them it kind of makes an animation and transitions from one image to another. And they're kind of dimensional as well. And some of them are 3D. You put those 3D chroma depth glasses on. And they come out and pop out and move around a little bit too in another layer of you know, the dimension. So I like to play with different pieces of art and expression. And the light boxes in particular I enjoy because they are pure expressions of light. They're light. And that's if you go onto my website or see almost anything that I have written, 
up uh, that's my main focus is just being an expression of light and um, I do that with my photography through painting through the light box stuff um, and then of, of course with the virtual reality the virtual reality is just like the most amazing medium to express that because all you're doing is playing Play, with light, light. <laughs> digital, in an immersive light. Yeah, yeah in an immersive environment so it's that's one of you know my loves of working in the VR so awesome um, how long would you say you've been practicing professional art um, let's see. So my first exhibit was in, I believe it was 2005 or 2006. And interestingly, the name of the exhibit was called D-Light, D-E colon light. And in Miami, it was kind of a play on words and a play on what I was working on. And D-Day D, is light of, yeah. uh, not light, okay, scratch that. Day <laughs> means of in Spanish and also in Portuguese. And um, so it was just kind of fitting to be a part of, you know, creating that, that title for my work. And it was uh, an exhibit of long exposure photography. So that was an experimentation of how to use light um, with photography and, you know, the, the movement of photography. And that's something that I like to work with too. So I like to have. I like to show movement even in a still image. And what I go into the VR into present day is one of the things that is so fun with the program is that we can animate with the music. Yeah. So things move and then you can also work with how that's moving and it's yeah. just another it's it just adds another dimension and you know, it adds the element of time and also and also music, which is so it's super enjoyable. But yeah, so I've been doing art exhibits for, you know, off and on for quite some time in a few different places, Miami, uh, New York, and also Costa Rica. And that's Costa Rica is where I started doing the virtual reality yeah. of all places. It's kind of interesting how that kind of came together. Um, I want to say one of the big parts about this podcast, um, important aspects to me about the podcast is, it's the friends portion. So it's like how I, you know, if it's whether it's friends from long time or like yourself, new friends that I've gotten to build, uh, new relationships with. And I think been how long now since I initially talked to you on Instagram? A few months? I'm not like sure. A few months. Uh -huh. It's been a while. It feels like a while. Um, it's definitely before, it was before August. Okay. Like maybe in June even. Um, anyway, so like we've been talking for a few months and um, I think we got to have a, a lot of really valuable discussions of even you know even before you got here um flew into dfw we were able to have a bunch of extremely valuable discussions about art what you do what i do and um where we would both like to see the things we're doing and see where they go uh, especially in the 
you know, which we are art as a path. In our many discussions, you you did talk. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit about the Costa Rica stuff. So, if you can you expand on that? Sure. Yeah. So, Costa Rica was a wonderful opportunity, and I guess I can also just share that you know when you're really in alignment with what you're doing in a way that you're just let's see you're just really connected to what your what your what your real vision is in life you know and and what you really mean to share so the the opportunity in Costa Rica was amazing because it just gave me the opportunity to play with the medium and I had always wanted to work in tilt brush I saw posts about tilt brush and I looked it up and I wanted to play with it and check it out and then I had a few opportunities to uh, explore like just kind of like a pop-ups where they were demoing the software and so um, I had always had this desire to work in the medium and it didn't really come to me in Miami at the time mm-hmm. and then anyway I was looking into art festivals all over and I found this one in Costa Rica, the Tamarindo Art Wave. Mm. And um, they were looking for someone to paint in VR live. And I agreed to do it and they just were like, okay, so, you know, what do you need, you know? And I said, well, if you can give me a week prior to the festival, then I can work something out because I had some familiarity with the software. And so it was really nice that they believed in the the, the ability, you know, yeah, yeah. like, cause to be honest, that's a, a whole, it's interesting because that's a whole different medium. And mm. they were like, okay, cool. Sounds good. Let's do it. You know? And I was really thankful that they had that faith and it really worked out amazing. So, uh, they got me, they flew me out there they got me to be a part of the festival and, um, they uh, hooked me up with the system and an amazing tech and we you know got in there for about a week and I explored and painted and I created a piece and I was able to then come up with something that I can do live in 35 minutes you know was that the the chakra goddess butterfly that was yeah that's where you started that one Uh uh-huh that was the first piece I did and it was me exploring all the parts of the software and just seeing yeah. what it's going to do. What are my limitations? What are, what are, you know, what, what can I push with it, with the things that are given to me? Because even still, I mean, there's been an update since then. And I know there's been many updates since Telpritch has come around, right. but I experienced one update. And right. so that the goddess butterfly, um, she was made, you know, prior to these, but- updates anyway so it was kind of yeah it's kind of interesting how you know just like playing with different parts of that medium you you find that some brushes that you enjoy more and some things are more adaptable and so it was fun it was fun to it was an amazing experience to be able to do that a little a little um challenging you know being in a space that you've never been in before and then getting on stage and being in a headset and not exactly knowing (laughs) what's gonna happen (laughs) You know, and it all worked out really well. So I was really, really, really thankful for that experience. Tamarindo Art Wave, they hooked it up. 
That's I'm, cool. I'm looking forward to it again if they can if they if they continue. That they went the went out of their way to make sure you had uh, what you needed mm-hmm. to to do that. Well, they had the uh, as far as my knowledge, they had the first VR tilt brush HTC Vive station in Costa Rica. Like they were the only ones who had the system. And so they wanted to really debut, you know, the technology and bring it and show it in Costa Rica, you know, for the first yeah. time. So that's amazing to be a part of that, too. It's like, it's, wow, leap, you know, <laughs> oh, for, you know, for an entire country to like have this thing. And then and then only one headset exists in the country. And then you get to go demo it off and. <laughs> it was really cool. It yeah. was really, really. I felt very blessed. The whole that whole experience and the and the festival was amazing overall. Yeah. All the parts of it had many different elements. I mean, they had, you know, two. Obviously, they had painting, sculpture. They had people from all over the world. They had video. They had like a video garden, and you know, it was it was really nice and re- really well done and amazing artists. So I was really, I don't know. I was just so. So blessed to be among that many, group of people. How many people were watching you on that? Uh, well, it was at the main stage of the festival, so they also had obviously music and dance acts. Yeah. So I was a part of the opening night, and then I, which was Thursday, and then I also did a Saturday night performance, and it was how many people? I don't know, a, a few hundred maybe or so, because it was a big stage. Yeah. It was a big stage, and it was like the main event stage, you know? So it was in between, like, kind of sound healing, um, music, and sessions, and then dance sessions. And to be honest, I don't know how many people were watching me because I was in the headset. Yeah. But it was pretty full. It was a lot of people. Um, the big... Uh the big thing I want to focus on on this episode is the is the displaying art. Um, the you you as an artist, um, and you you talked about like the light boxes and things with the di- uh, different dimensions. Right. Talk about how important it is to display a piece the right way. Um, so one of the reasons I started working with light boxes is because I would do art events and shows at different galleries and venues. And one of the main challenges was the lighting. I don't know if anyone else has this mm-hmm. experience, but, you know, if you have your piece on the wall, whatever if it's a painting or even a sculpture you know the lighting is very important right and i had often come across situations where the lighting was not available possibly you know like it was the type of venue where you know they just didn't have the ability to be as focused on each element on the wall and having it properly lit and this is in the beginning of doing art exhibits. So you just, you know, it's kind of like guerrilla style. You go and put your stuff up anywhere and you know, you're just in the scene and you're doing it and you're making it happen. However, it has to go, go down. And so 
that is kind of one of the things that created my intention of making the light box type art because you didn't need to light it and right. i just wanted to be in the i was like just put me in the darkest corner and like so i filled this little gap of you know right. being able to display my art and i didn't need any light you just right. put me in a dark corner in the dark room and i and i would light it up Right. So you were, you were you were the light. I was the light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that I mean in a very physical yeah. literal sense and yeah. in addition to the kind of art that I was, you know, my mission and my 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 intention has always been in that way, you know, going back to the beginning of just being able to share beauty of of life in yeah. general and the light of life and the love of life, you know, if you follow anything that I'm doing, it's about love. It's about love. <laughs> it's about love and you know light and yeah. whether it's photography or light box. There's always that message in there, so it kind of just synced up almost naturally mm -hmm. and um, divinely, intentionally because it wasn't necessarily oh exactly intended. Like oh, I want to do light box art because you know right. it just kind of fell all together in that way, and so. Anyway, it just ended up turning out to be a really great solution for me. And I loved yeah. it because I could play more with what I was doing. And then you can also see things differently when there's light behind it. And we're so used to looking at monitors and we're, also, we're used to looking at screens and our yeah. phones. And at the, I don't want to say at the time, it's not like it was that long ago, but there weren't that many people doing light box stuff. I mean, sure people are, but obviously a lot more people were doing prints and right. um paintings and even but still then, to this day so even in miami it's not like a common common medium like the light box not so much and and, and not the way that i'm using it too like i would use it with my photography yeah and just put prints in there but my prints would be three-dimensional like yeah. i would i would create you know that chroma depth 3d effect with a lot of the images and then I also just the way I would use the mediums of the the transparent films and so like overlapping them they would just create different colors and dimensions yeah. and that was new and I have yet to see that in a similar style I haven't still seen anyone doing are you, are like you that. still making those pieces I do them occasionally okay, I recently got a commission actually for um, I was uh, doing some pieces for a restaurant in Miami oh cool mm-hmm yeah. The reason I ask you that is because we're trying to solve a really, or create the language of a really interesting problem, which is how do you display virtual reality art, right? And I mean, you came to DFW, I brought you to DFW specifically because I wanted you to perform live, you know, to do live performance VR art, which, which I too am a live performance VR artist. So, and it's, you know, that was only one aspect of that event, of course. The other aspect was the two, um, the two VR art zones that each had a piece in it. And then, but even then it's, you create a piece that you want people to experience. And then you have to ask yourself, how are they supposed to experience that? Right. Especially in uh, like a VR piece, because originally there were going to be three classically gaming pieces at that exhibit. 
and we with the amount of time I had invested in so many different hats to even make the event happen on time the you know look the best it can look you know I was willing to give up that the that screen or space for another piece and then that's what me and you talked about um you showing and exhibiting one of your pieces which was actually the chakra goddess butterfly mm-hmm. which was not only doing me a favor but i was really glad you got to show you got to show one of your pieces because people really enjoyed it thank you yeah yeah they all everybody went in there said like it was gorgeous um i was lucky enough to actually get to experience it from uh, my my own personal VR studio. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> with time and chill. Yeah, yeah, with time, and I got to you know dive through it and explore it. You know, and of course too, I don't require the to be told how to use a controller. So for me, it's just you know you're like here it is, and I get to go in there and, do, like, mm-hmm. and just play it, play around it as much as I want, um, and figure out the entire thing from all different angles. Um, and that being the case, like, so if you showed your piece at the, at the exhibit, the VR art exhibit that you were in town for, do you find it harder or easier to display VR art? It's just different. It's different, right? Like, it's It's just different. It's, yeah. It's it's only, again, you always come back to, what is that supposed to look like? Well, what is that experience? You know, with the light boxes, you 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 specifically created a thing, but you knew how that was supposed to be displayed just based on the current language of displaying art, right? That's that the whole choice of displaying the light boxes the way you did in the dark was based on the circumstances of displaying art that wasn't in a dark room or whatever, right? So you have an entire medium that you design and then you put it in a dark room and you knew it would work based on all the parameters. Those parameters don't exist in the world of like virtual reality art. Yeah, but we have a whole new set of parameters. Right, it's a whole new language with rules and that we're, you know, we barely figured out. I mean, I barely figured it out. Like I probably only got 20% of last night um figured out yeah you know? <laughs> you're still working through it <laughs> yeah i'm still working through it uh what is that supposed to look like or it's it seems like this really big hard question um when you when you first you did the costa rica thing did you know that what that was gonna look like no yeah i had an idea yeah you know they said it would be on a stage, it would be projected. And since, you know, I had, I had, I had visualized and been a part of, you know, the pop-ups of the demos in the Tilt Brush. So I had yeah. seen that environment. Okay, person standing, projection, you could see yeah. what they're doing. Although it's, it's even still in that, it's not as, it's not as obvious what's really going on because you're not in the headset. Right? It's a limited perspective. But like at least it is a, you know, yeah. it is a performance. So it's like you have, you have our standard reality that we're all in and what we're all used to just like 
you know, you hang a picture on the wall, you look at it, you put a light box on the wall, it has lights and you look at it. Now with the VR, it's an experience. And right. but the cool, I mean, the, the cool thing or, you know, it, it can still be obviously brought into the environment with of 2D. Like it doesn't need to be experienced in the headset to experience it, obviously, you yeah. know, you can still get that visual effect, which is cool because, you know, people, you, you know, just like I did it in Costa Rica or here and in Miami, I've been doing performances and you yourself, you know, we're, we're, you know, doing a performance along with live music. And so our painting is the visual effect. Right. So there's a, you know, it, there's a little bit of a limitation because of the headset, obviously that you're not in the experience, but at the same time, you're still providing an image visual that anybody yeah. can see and experience. And it's not as cool, <laughs> but it, it, you know, as being inside the headset, but it's still like you're watching, you know, art being created live. Well, and that's like, you the, know, the planning process is, you know, figuring out, I know for me, for this, the important, one of the most important aspects of last night was when I was planning the whole thing was trying to figure out the layout mattered, right? The where everything was being placed mattered. Um, it's uh, maximum visibility for the spectator, maximum play space based on the size of the, the venue space for the for the user, um, so they didn't feel constrained in a little four by four box, you know, trying to make VR art. You know, I wanted them to have a to, to enjoy the the capabilities of the technology, not be not feel restricted by it, which enhances the experience, right? And so the planning process was was grueling, especially for the live performance um, area. You know, where do you put that that setup? And I think an experienced tilt brush user who is going in and doing like big pieces and really really working the space i think they need more space like, yeah you do i mean you do because you get you you're you're really working the space you you're comfortable to walking around the space mm -hmm. or you know i know i do a lot of like i walk around the whole space you kind of dance gracefully through the space <laughs> with the controllers while you're making things in VR um, which is cool like I watching watching you work last night um, in, in person was really neat uh, it's an interesting I mean that just going into that a little bit is is interesting for me because I just don't want to fall down <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like I am doing my best to be conscious of my body in all places yeah. because I know I'm connected to a wire yeah. you know and I know that I'm moving and I know that I'm spinning and I'm turning so I feel that I'm just very um, intentional with every stroke in that way because I want to keep my balance you know and I'm also you know the fun thing with the with tilt brush is that you can use your whole body to paint and that's one of the things i love about it 
true. because you're not just painting with your wrists or your fingers. Mm -hmm. You're painting with your arm, your 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 shoulders, your whole matters. body, and it, it actually does. makes a difference. Yeah, in because the, way you, the strokes. You use them. Yeah, I mean, you put your whole body into it, you know. And so I do. I, I enjoy using. You're talking about using the space. I enjoy using all that space. Yeah. And so I just, for me, I just need to maintain that sense of balance. It's almost like a Tai Chi, yoga, yeah, stretch, dance, just, you know, balance act. <laughs> just trying to make sure everything is smooth. And my brush strokes to be also smooth. It's, it's an entire body effort. I, I think that uh, an important part of the process is... Um, the the live performance stuff too. I think you can't have. I'm I'm starting to gain the sense that you can't have VR art and not have like some live performance involved. Like I feel like at some level, VR art requires even if it's um, live performance that's not done by a live perf a live performer um, it still has to be done like it, you, even if you have an individual that's in a headset thereby being there in the headset and then playing with the playing with the playing in the painting or whatever it is they they are they are performing for you for the people watching in a way and like I have to do another one of these events at some point in time <laughs> um, I have to rework a lot of things and I have to figure a lot of things out for it to, for it to be for it to be successful um, across the board um but I think it'll get there. Uh, I really think it's gonna get there. And um, like, just figuring out the that language of is it's such a hard thing to do. Like to figure out what those rules look like and what you know what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And well, one of the one of the things I enjoy, you know, kind of going back a little bit to the displaying of it. You know, the VR, it's displaying the VR art, but what I enjoy more is that it's more the experiencing of it overall, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. So yeah. you're not necessarily displaying the art. You're allowing the the audience to get in it and to experience right. it. And Well, yeah, and I was know, gonna, I was going to bring that aspect of it up too is that that having the the uh, that display portion or that the experience of the display the experience is yeah. so important i agree and what i'm looking to do a little bit more so with my pieces is i want to do my best to convert to transfer it into ar yeah so with the augmented reality version we can now bring it into an everyday where maybe you don't right. have to have the headset. It's not as immersive, you know, because right. you're not completely in the, the piece, but it allows people a better opportunity to see the, the, the art and to be kind of connected to it in a different way. And 
you know, it is a, it's a, it's a method of display. It's a method yeah. of experience. It's kind of, it's kind of like the halfway point in between those two. Like to just be able to walk into a room, let's say, you know, a gallery space, and I have the chakra butterfly goddess floating in the middle of the room. Yeah. And you hold up your 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 phone and you can see it floating there, you yeah. know? And this way you don't have to have the headset and it's just a whole different dimension. You can walk around it, you can still experience it. You can still experience it in that way. And that to me is exciting because now we can take that and put it into another yeah. form of mixed reality and just keep adding and changing and shifting it. Well, and we also have the we have the the 360 VR videos mm -hmm. that I, I myself had just learned how to do, and they work. They they work really well. Um, I'm kind of surprised I hadn't put a little more energy into that sooner to be able to see what that looked like then instead of just waiting to now to do it. And then, and I didn't give myself a lot of time to to learn how to do it. Um, recently it was like i didn't have like a week to figure it out and then you know make it work like i had like a day and a half <laughs> to go into tilt brush read all the notes um that other people posted online on a couple forums the the google um uh, the tilt brush uh google word or uh google doc file like i had to read all that and then and they had made some updates to it as well so like then it was even a little more confusing. Mm -hmm. So, the I think doing the going from the like the VR music paintings is was my first way of like figuring out how to you know deliver a piece like a, a and then record it. And I told you my process for that. Yes, and, and very you, interesting. Yeah, and you and you were like, "Oh, that's cool. I need <laughs> you need to show me how to do that." Yeah, <laughs> like I want to know how to do that, so I can take I you can you can I can at least explore my pieces through through video in three D from within Tilt Brush, and in a way, that's not like a three sixty video, but and I'm excited about like taking some of your work and then um, and having the opportunity to like make some three sixty VR videos for you that you can. That you can use well everything is fun it's like all yeah. new it's another another layer yeah how many more you know how many more ways can we can we play with it and I felt the same way you know I also did I did one music video uh, so far out of one of the pieces that I painted and um, it, it lends itself naturally to it does, right? to music video because yeah the way the everything re the the brushes respond to the audio is right fun and <laughs> You know, it's and you you do have this thing that's now a way of doing something that we didn't have before. Um, the reach has expanded far, far beyond what it it was, but it's figuring out just how far that reach is. I think is the is the thing most a lot of uh, VR artists, no matter what software they're using, are probably struggling with. And you you. Sh um, you forwarded me on Instagram that artists in uh, using Tilt Brush that did the comic book, the graphic novel in Tilt Brush. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was until was that in Tilt Brush. Yeah, it was. I was reading the description. He yeah, he did that in Tilt Brush. Like, 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that's it's cool, man. Like it, what what people are doing. Like they're just taking things the, and moving it into different levels. Yeah, the mm-hmm. just the having each cell in a block in three D, but like they were all connect. The cells were still connected in some mm-hmm. way. It was really really intriguing to like to see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking taking concepts into different dimensions. It's really nice to see and i i love seeing how people are working with the medium everybody's yeah. everybody's doing something different i still feel like a baby in this you know like i just started figuring it out and playing with it and painting and i'm just i don't know it's it's really fun <laughs> to see how everyone just takes it in different directions yeah it's i think the Uh, again, a lot of lessons learned last night, and but the one of the, I think the major successes was the. Bless you. Uh, one of the major successes was uh, displaying. Like I felt that worked out really well because when you were performing, you had a number of people sitting there watching you. The artist, the live performance artist, the or music artist, was in the center of the room, and then based on the space, um, we had that live performance play space for the for the VR setup to the left left of it. But everybody looking into that room could see mm-hmm. the screen, and you actually you had commented on that when you finally got there, and we were we had had a screen set up. You're like, oh, I like that. Yeah, it yeah. was very well thought out. I mean that's really important it's because it's not only the performing or the visual it's the flow also right. the flow of how people can move around the space and where people can see things from different places and it was really it was all the all the areas were very well done i thought they were everything was really nice and it's it's nice to have that as the supporting factor for the performance you yeah. know working in a space that was contemplated because oftentimes I've been in spaces where you just kind of go where there is space you Mm -hmm. know it wasn't necessarily designed for the performance so it's like you know you I I, I did a a live show where I was in a balcony next to the stage and there was very little space on that balcony yeah and (laughs) it was interesting it looked cool yeah it had a cool visual effect but logistically I was pretty restricted um, in my motion. And it didn't make sense, probably, like, as far as for a VR space. It was not the optimal, no, it was not the optimal VR play space, but we made it happen. Amen. I've done done (laughs) it too. Yeah, and it it worked out okay, and it was cool, uh, but it it was a real pleasure to be able to be in a space and... A that nice, ample, for, ample amount of room. designed for you. Yeah, yeah, it worked out really well. The One of the first spaces I ever worked in was uh, in an upstairs bar in uh, Lower Greenville area, just north of where I live. And I was trying to put myself out there so I it's not like they came and sought me like I went out and said hey let me come and set up and you know and I've been working on this piece and I really want to perform it live and I want to see what that starts to look like 
And, well, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Ultimately, the piece turned out really well. But the the getting everything set up and trying to figure out the space and all this, it was a nightmare. Well, that brings you that much closer to where yeah. you are now, right? Yeah, it's oh, like 100%. You, le- you learn a lot. Oh, yeah, 100%. And um, I just... I find it really interesting to to finally be working with um, somebody else who's who I haven't taught how to use VR art. Yeah. Um, um, I, Katie's amazing. She just does her own thing now. I don't even have to like. I just give her a space and the gear, and she's like off in Katie land. <laughs> um, but you know, you you just I brought you here. You already know the you, you know the equipment um, well enough to put it on, use it, whatever. Um, you know, you asked my help for here and there for little techie things um, to, you know, make it run smoother, smoother. But other than that, you just come in and do your thing. And it's been really nice um, to have somebody from the other side of the U.S., another professional artist come in and, and then have their perspective. Because as you were telling me, because I've probably asked you this a couple of times, like to how big like the, the VR art in Miami is. Yeah. And you said not very. I don't really know of anyone else who's painting and using tilt brush. There are a bunch of people that are working with, you know, they're like, there's people who've been doing it for a few years, yeah. uh, making like art galleries and VR spaces and that kind of thing. And a lot of, a lot of people working in VR. Yeah. There's a nice, there's a nice community being built that they've been going for a few years that I've just now injected myself into which is super cool because now I'm kind of like connecting with that whole system but I don't know of anyone else that's doing tilt brush art at the moment they may be you know hiding in a closet or something but like sitting at home like I'm I don't coming. know yeah but I don't I haven't met anyone I've got, yet I've got some cool stuff I just haven't shown it yet um yeah and I it's exciting that. I mean I'm looking forward to seeing you know who else is doing what and then I'm also working out of a studio there in Miami and uh, it's called um, Loft VR mm-hmm. and I'm a resident artist there they allow me to use the equipment and you know again to this day I still don't have my own set so yeah. I'm working with them quite often and I go in there and they were really excited that I was interested to go in as an artist. And when I called yeah. them, I was making the phone call, hoping that, you know, like, yeah. oh, geez, I hope, you know, they're going to let me, you know, get in the system. And and they were just <laughs> so excited to hear from me. And it was just like yeah. this amazing new love affair that blossomed yeah. because we're just like, I was so happy to find them. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I don't know of anyone else working through that studio. There are maybe a few people starting to work with like the graffiti art programs. Yeah. But not in Tilt Brush. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the um, my my buddy Will. That was the third headset uh, at the event. He he had brought that up. There's a there's a software called King Spray. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? I don't know the names of things. Oh, okay. But I've okay. I've seen something, and I don't know what yeah. it is called. Um, he apparently it's like it's like graffiti graffiti painting in in VR. <laughs> So I think things like that um, could also be, there's some potential to how then, you know, bring that into a space. And 
and somehow like line things up in a way where like somebody spray painting in a VR world, you know, like graffiti VR painting would come into a space and then they would be able to, it would end up looking like they're spray painting a wall in mm -hmm. a venue, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, people are, I think people are really into that. That's a, yeah. a that'd be a, it's a popular idea. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know. Because then, then you're... For events and that kind of thing. It makes it very possible. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're be tackling two different types of art at one time. And oh, definitely opening up, you know, your your demographic of who uh, who wants to come see VR art, play and experience it, and you know how they can play and experience it is a big determining factor. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I really value your opinion as an artist. Um, I've looked at your work online, um, you know, and I told you this, like I. I brought you to Dallas because I totally and wholeheartedly believe you're you're an, an unbelievably talented artist. Wow, thank you. Um, and that's after doing my research and on all the different things she worked on the the motion photography, the light boxes, um, your writing. Um, by the way, this girl can like write calligraphy in vr like nobody's business it's not calligraphy <laughs> or not calligraphy but it look i mean it's a is it a script i guess yeah, is what, it's a script scripting like whatever you can do it and like without i need like a snap grid <laughs> to do it too you're just like three-dimensional scripting like across like no nothing but blank space it's interesting you say that because i hadn't really seen it in any special way and so now i'm inspired to use that i'm gonna play with the writing you should. Now. i'm gonna do some writing you, you absolutely <laughs> yeah. should because i'm not kidding you like looking at it to do what you do when i told you like i have little techniques to like you know kind of grasp my hands together or like i'll use an arm to balance another arm and then you know then i then i know i can do certain movements and you saw me do it last night yeah, when I was doing like, um, and it seems the, effective. It's cool. <laughs> right, right. You know, and it, and I I found a way that works for me when I know like I'm trying to get a certain um, parameter of brushstroke inside the software, um, but I've seen you work now um, in person, and it's like ballet and VR art. I I don't know how else to describe it. You're just doing these really graceful, slow movements with the controllers. And then what comes out of it are these really long, it'll be these really long, perfectly curved strokes. Yeah, it's interesting because when I paint, I'm very, I'm very particular about my curves also. Yeah. With a brush, you know, when I paint on regular canvas and uh, feel the same way in, in the VR and it's to me it's more fun you get to use your whole body so i think yeah. that's what that that's what makes a lot of a difference and um the interesting thing is i've had people comment before on my movement and you don't know what to call it and there's actually i've i've, I've found a way to describe it and i just call it yeah. poetic movement that that works because it's not yeah. quite dance and no. it's not quite it's not definitely not ballet i don't but, know how to no, do that no. 
but it's like I'm, I just feel I like I don't use I'm, ballet in the sense of ballet. I, I use the <laughs> I mean, like a great graceful. It, Thank it's, you. It, it yeah. has its it has its own sense of grace. It's not it's you're clearly not doing pillowettes and whatever else ballerinas are on a dance stage. But that'd be kind of cool though. There's an idea someone. I'm not gonna do it. But <laughs> no, I'm not doing it either. <laughs> I'm sure Just somebody's some, doing it already. Yeah, um, there might be a guy on a a guy or a female on a stage somewhere, like trying to figure that out. <laughs> doing ballet VR. Yeah. That'd be really beautiful. I mean, so yeah, no, for me, I just, like I said, it's a part of keeping my balance, yeah. and and I like to be in flow. Yeah. In all parts of my life, in every way. So yeah. it's really amazing to me that it just it comes out that way yeah and i'm i'm thankful for that because i feel good doing it yeah you do and you and you look amazing when you're in the in in the space doing it and you're doing uh you do a lot of uh symmetrical piece you have like not total symmetrical but it's like more it'll be actually in this case it'd be symmetrical like on a vertical on a vertical note and then the horizontal view would, would be asymmetrical mm-hmm. like because the way you, you're in tilt brush right you can't i mean you can have 100 percent symmetrical pieces but it's rare mm-hmm. it's but you'll you'll if you're looking at one dimension of your like a piece of your artwork it'll be totally symmetrical on the vertical but then when you you know you're looking down on it in another way it's 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 more asymmetrical yeah, and well, that for me is kind of me still playing and learning, you know. I haven't had as much time as I would like in the software. Yeah. So I kind of feel like this is where I'm, this is the this is the, the plane, you know, the yeah. relative plane that I'm working in right now. And then my intention eventually is to create a piece that is so expansive Mm-hmm. that you don't even know where you are, you know, yeah. <laughs> like to just keep building and building and building and see how much, how far I can push it. How far can we go? How, you know, where's the edge? Where's the end? Where's the, is it a data limit? Is it a processing limit? Is it a spatial limit? I've kind of seen, you know, there's like, there's kind of like an end to the space. And I, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm very curious to see how much I can fill. Right. With like I don't know how long that's going to take. Yeah. Just see In how, one piece, see, right? Yeah, Imagine. Yeah. So that's 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 an idea for me in the near future at some point, you know. I'm going to keep working on uh expanding out and playing with and revising those the like the Legend of Zelda themed piece, the Super Mario Brothers piece because I want to do the same thing. Like though cuz the at scale those were the largest two paintings in VR I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Like they're massive, right? In a, in a human scale, you're you're standing in another like another human scale world. Um, <laughs> so it's really I like like the way you're thinking because it's like how far can I push? Where what's the boundary of that VR horizon right there in the in the play space? Yeah, it feels infinite, and I you know I've been exploring a little bit, and it seems like there is an end. And I don't know, like I said, I'm not sure if it's the software or the memory. So anyway, we'll, uh, that'll be a, a, yeah. a soon discovery. Cool. Well, keep, keep me posted on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what that looks like. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, we're not going to do a VR play break. That was yesterday. 
That was a 24-hour VR play break. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been on, I've been on a, like a week play break yeah, since, I've been, since been I on got a, here. She's been on a week play break, so I'm, I have no doubt if my studio wasn't a totally destroyed mess right now with all the gear that's in it from the, the event, um, then we'd have an accessible headset, but that is not the case. <laughs> it's all good. I've, we've yeah. had plenty of time. There's been a lot of tilt brushing in the last week. And what I found interesting, too, is to witness you playing and painting, you know? Because yeah. I've seen, you know, I see people, obviously, you know, thank, thankfully there's Instagram and the social media, yeah. and we are able to visit other people's VR worlds, which is yeah. so cool. Which but then, is awesome. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that that's how we met, you know? And um, But then just to be in the same physical space with, the, with that it person changes, is cool. That changes the the experience of experience somebody else's work, does it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I like think... just to be a part, like you're watching the person work, you get in the piece, you yes. get to you get the, the full experience. You're not just seeing it on a video. On a video screen or, which I, I'm with you, like I love that, that that exists for me, otherwise I wouldn't found you yeah i would love to meet everybody that i'm watching right. like i have a, i'm a fan i'm a fan of a lot of vr artists right yeah. now i'm I mean, like I'm, wow look what they're I follow, doing I, I, I wait every about once a month and i go on and i'll do like a hashtag vr art search and then i see what comes up mm -hmm. and then i end up adding like 10 or 15 people because yeah. i want to see what they're doing yeah, like, yeah. And some of them doing some really neat shit yeah like really neat stuff mm-hmm some of it's really simple too, but the concepts, it's like a, it's almost like minimal VR art, mm -hmm. but it like whatever they're producing is really, really strong. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a big, you know, it's amazing. Just like every other medium, how many painters are there in the world, yeah. you know? And now there's, they're starting, you know, we're creating the roster of VR painters and everybody's got their own style. It's, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it all goes. I want to see what the future of it looks like. Um, and where, where we're able to fit in that new, those new rules and, and create new platforms for, for displaying and experiencing each other's art and and the public has access to displaying, to experiencing someone's art. Yeah, yeah, and well, you're creating the platform, like you're, at least that's one good thing, you're creating a way for people to connect, you're connecting people, you're, you know, you, you found me to connect with, you're expanding, which is super good, and I see that that's what you're doing, you're starting to do workshops as well, and I'm like, yeah. that's amazing. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited that's, for you. <laughs> yeah, but you're also, you're about to possibly, or you are, it's happening. Yeah. It just, the time, the start time is, I guess. No, it starts, so, what's is tomorrow? It? So it's the day after tomorrow I get back. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because it got delayed by, oh, Because of my travels. Because of your travels. But yeah, when I get if back it, to Miami, I'm going to be, um co-facilitating um a school program and you better send me pictures it, like, it's I wanna gonna know, be <laughs> i want to i want to know what this looks like yeah no i'm really 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 excited about this i'm working with a woman a new associate and friend uh her name is michelle mccoy 
and she was also a founder of the Miami VR Expo in Miami, the first one ever in June this year of 2018. And uh, she created a curriculum that includes virtual reality art, 360 video, drone photography, you know, digital photography and video, and just mixed media and mixed arts. And we're going to implement this program right now at a middle school with for middle school kids. And okay. it's kind of like an accelerated Digitech media program. That's so cool. So I'm very, yeah, that I'm very excited to start. And that starts the day after tomorrow. We'll be getting in there and getting the kids hands-on experiences. And so you're talking about what's the future. I'm not sure, but at least a few of us are being, are able to provide it, you know? Yeah, I uh, talked to, and, I, and I, I've mentioned this, that this is what I believe is it's not, this art isn't, this technology is not made for us. It's made for the next generation. It exists now at the bleeding edge where we, we are adopting it, but the, the true, like what it really looks like is for the next generation. We're like the beta. And we're, in a way we are, we're the, we're the beta testers, right? That's what the bleeding edge is like being the, uh, it's being the the beta te- the beta testers of that technology, so that we're the ones m- making it right for that next generation. Because how we use it, and then how we figure out how to use it, informs how what they get and they use day to day. Yeah, we're we're making all the mistakes. <laughs> right. We are, we are making all the mistakes. We're, we're, we're fumbling a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah, and that's fine. Um, you know, it's... Last last night was uh, was a 50-50 fum, like fumble success thing for me. And take it with grace, process it, and figure out the what works, what doesn't work. And, and I think there's a lot of people out there doing that on a lot of levels. Um, trying to figure out everybody who I talked to about last night was like it's new man (laughs) you get it it's new like nobody you know no nobody understands like what you're doing Mm -hmm. like we most people are like I don't even know what to help you with (laughs) because like you're like you're you're like you're you're too far ahead of everybody here man like nobody know gets what you're doing the audio guys at the event was the nightmare because they were like they, they were really cool it was like a nightmare in a bad way but like they were really really nice and I was like okay here's what I need I need that thing to send a signal to this thing and then I'm going to take it and I'm going to flip it and make my computer believe that's my computer's making the noise and they're like what? yeah I would <laughs> like to know how you did that too because that's important <laughs> that's an important step you know, to get the audio through the computer because you you you, you want the music you want to the activate. music to drive the paintings. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I didn't get it the way I wanted it. I got the second best version of it, which is taking the HTC Vive head, uh, the the head mount mm-hmm. mic, and then taking that and flipping it back into playback. Oh, okay. So that that so that because the music was luckily loud enough that the mic but the problem is you're getting a 
you're getting a broken audio signal. It's not as... But it was still responsive. It was still responsive. Yeah, You'll it get, worked. It, it, it worked. It definitely worked, thank God. You get a lot cleaner, like, flow of audio reaction when it's like Peter directly believes that that's the audio coming from the computer. And I'll definitely show you how to do that. Yeah, no, and good to, I mean, that would be great for it to be a real smooth system, like, yeah. you know, one cable or something that you yes. can just use to get them to talk to each other. And it, and I told I told Josh, who was my, my DJ lighting and sound guy, I was like, this is what I need. I didn't miscommunicate what I needed. I said, I need you to send the soundboard audio to my computers, all three of them. They need the audio signal. That's from the whole event. It was like, and when we got there, nobody understood it. I was like, all right, let me show you what I'm talking about. And they were like, oh, that's not what I got from the conversation. I was like, that's because you weren't listening to me. Uh, okay. you, you, you're used to doing it one way, and now I brought something totally different to your table, and you're like, and I confused you. That's cool, but I need you to work with me to make it work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it worked out because I could tell. Yeah, yeah so I, you know, I, I went second best plan and that I knew. I was like, okay, I have this, and I know this. So I can at least make the headset work in my favor here. So, <laughs> thank God it has a microphone on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump into, um, we're going to go to the VR, new VR technology segment of the episode. And um, they actually do have a new headset coming out. This is this is perfect because we were talking about you getting a you you getting a headset, right? Mm -hmm. Have you looked at the Oculus Quest? No, not yet. It's a new. Um, it's Oculus's new uh, standalone headset that's supposed to be like game worthy, and I. I'm not a hundred percent, but I think it has tilt brush. I'm not sure. I'm so uh, yeah. I'm no, so I know you're getting the, versed in yeah. my tech here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know the vibe, and I know I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> that's send what I know you, so far. I'm gonna send you some info on the, okay. on the Oculus Quest because I think that's something you would enjoy, and it's 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 gonna be when they do release it. It's going to be 100% standalone, so you're not going to be have to be connected to a computer. But That's it's going amazing. to have, but it'll have game. Like it'll be fully, um, it'll be a fully functional VR headset mm -hmm. with with controllers. Mm -hmm. And you said, I think these ones are slightly different than the uh, Oculus or uh, the Touch, the Touch controllers. Mm -hmm. They're they're slightly different than that, but they they look really nice. Mm -hmm. They like some yeah. really nice controllers be cool to see i mean it's nice to see how all the i, I have experienced the rift and the Just controllers yeah at the mural fest and then i've experienced the htc vive controllers so that's my only experience so far yeah. but I, I know that with every new release of software and technology and hardware things are going to be i would think a little bit more streamlined a little mm -hmm. bit easier oh, yeah. and a everything's little bit smoother. getting everything's getting a an upgrade or a facelift and it's all 
it's all being refined. It's not being abandoned. All you naysayers out there. <laughs> like, everybody's like, oh, uh, that's everybody's going to forget about it next year. Not happening. Because <laughs> I know Oculus didn't spend billions of dollars to make that new headset in, in development so that, because they were, because they were a failing business. <laughs> um, they probably would have taken very different steps if that were the case. Yeah, it's very interesting for me to continue expanding my technological um, vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> and understanding. Um, so, the that being the case, uh, that could be real. That could be a cool, a cool piece for you. And I believe they're they're going to be really affordable. So, I'll it's send you. Try. I'll yeah. send you some information on it. Even better would be maybe, you know, finding a sponsor that might want to be uh, yes. <laughs> getting me in the headset for them. Like, hey, check this out. See if you like it. It'd be awesome. <laughs> um, see, then recently there was a new, there was a new uh, story on Into Gadget. Um, Varjo, a Finnish tech company is promising a VR headset with human eye resolution. This is actually one of the story we talked a little wow. bit about. Wow, mm hmm I saw, I finally got a chance to read the detailed part of this story. Uh-huh. The, it's called Project 2020. Um, and I don't know if that's the release year. Maybe that's like something there, that's not only, 2020 is like the, the I guess the concept is the way we see human mm -hmm. human eye resolution mm -hmm. right perfect uh, vision. I also feel like there's some kind of branding concept in there, like release date mm -hmm. um, or year whatever. Uh, but this thing is supposed to be like 70 megapixels per optic. So that's per per eye lens in the headset, seventy megapixels. That's what you're you're you would be viewing images at. That sounds intense. Like <laughs> I mean, well, you wouldn't know the difference, would you? You would be experiencing at human eye resolution. So could it be intense? Like, or would it not be? Would it not be intense because it's it's. Yeah, I don't know. Do we'll get, see. Do you, do you I know get, what you do you, mean. Do you, do you get where I'm going? Right, it's gonna like, be, it should be so natural. Like it, it should be it's, exactly it's, like seeing. Right. Like it, whatever vision. you're doing in VR, like even um, maybe you know they adapt tilt brush for that. Imagine doing working in tilt brush at human eye resolution. That would like, be nice. <laughs> like wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's really interesting that. So the quote from the article is uh, they ask. So how, how does it work? The information is pretty vague. Varjo says it combined a context display, focus display, optical combiner, and gaze tracker into a bioptic display for human eye resolution in VR, AR, and XR technologies. The company adds that the system has a low computing requirements uh, thanks to for rated eye, eye tracking, 
I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> All of that is Greek right now for I me. Know, I know, I know, I know. Like, a, uh, it's okay. as much for the audience yeah. as it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like, good. It sounds cool, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand some of it, but it well, sounds good. You know, great. for me, see, oh, here we go. Another little thing. Yeah. Seeing is believing, yeah. right? So yeah. when I can experience it, then I'll understand yeah. what all that means. Right. You know, VR in general, I'm still trying to understand still what it all to is. It. <laughs> I'm still like in between the VR world, the right. real world, the, the, you know, I'm dreaming in VR, I'm seeing in reality. I'm like, <laughs> what is it? Which way? You know, the ideas I'm, I, I had a dream. I had a dream that I created a piece in VR that was a journey that I created. Yeah that I was experiencing later yeah. and I was going through the piece and it was massive. It was just massive. Like, yeah. like the real world. So it's like, it's, it's actually, it was the real it, world painted, but it was like a in, painted in, world, in a painted world of VR. But like, it was yeah. so anyway, and it was like completely created by me and I'm going through the worlds and the different areas and I'm looking around and I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, I have to pay attention in this area. It's the seeds. The seeds are important because if you um, pick up the seeds, you can grow in some other area. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. It was just like so bizarre. I'm going off on a huge tangent. But then I went to this other world and I'm like, okay, I remember making this, but I don't remember, you know, what was the key to get me in through this passageway or something like that. But I remember making it. And then I woke up like, <laughs> where was I there's a, and how did I make something and oh it was really bizarre there, there's this short film a friend of mine sent me many years ago for Google Tilt Brush this filmmaker had it's a brilliant little short film <laughs> he it's like a it's kind of drama sci-fi but this guy is in this world he's, it's a, a virtual world right using, I mean, essentially, like, what we use in Tilt Brush. But, I mean, it's a bit, yeah, he didn't have controllers. But, I mean, he was, like, doing this, and he's, like, he's picking colors, and he's, like, he's drawing flowers and, like, building buildings and, like, and recreating this, like, a, 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 a real-world, like, situation. And there's a point to all of it that he's doing it. When you see it come to, you know, terms, the... It's like a 15-minute film, I think. It's gorgeous. It's I'd love to see it. Yeah, I absolutely will, will find it for you. Because you j it's exactly what you were just describing. It's like you... you. It's creating new worlds. And I think there's, like, really hard to have dreamed of pieces in a VR in my sleep. <laughs> Is that weird? Mm -hmm. Like, if dreaming, uh, dreaming of in virtual reality... I mean, because that's essentially what you're doing, aren't you? You're dreaming in virtual reality. Yeah, well... Yeah. Because your subconscious has absorbed its whatever At it is. At least that visual representation that, that, that visual of, represent the of the three-dimensional space. Right. space. Right, so your brain is now processing those visual images of... Because I'm, I'm probably like you. I'm a very vivid visual dreamer. Like... When I dream super heavy, those like things are coming to life in my in my brain. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm curious to know what is really happening, to be honest, because um, one of the first times I did the paintings, this was in Costa Rica. Uh huh. 
I did that one painting and I finally had enough you know um, in the painting for people to come and experience it so right. the coordinator came in the, the festival coordinator wanted to check out the painting he came in and a few other people came in a few of the other artists and if everyone just had a little experience in the painting the next yeah. day every person who was in the painting shared with me a dream that they had that was similar to the painting in virtual reality and I too that night had dreamt about virtual reality and painting. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I think <laughs> it like, wow. really, it wows you so much that your brain, like, really absorbs, especially those early first-time experiences. I think your brain absorbs it so much on a subconscious level that you can't not think about it. You can't not try and process the experience. So, anyways, yeah, because yeah, it's just happening. <laughs> they, it's only gonna get the experiences are only gonna become more, um, more vivid, uh, grander, in scale, and, um, and what you can accomplish with um, whatever they're gonna give us, or whatever some smart guys designing in a lab for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like a hundred percent yet, but. I want to know what that looks like. <laughs> oh, it's fun to see when things come out, the new things come out. It's like, yeah, the new tools to play with. Um, I want to give a shout out to Alexi Severin. Um, he's an he's on Instagram. I don't know if you follow him. Uh, he's an he's sure. a VR artist. Um, he's extremely talented. Since this is uh this was an all VR kind of week and weekend for myself um wanted to find somebody that other vr artists out there deserve to get some kind of shout out mm -hmm. for the stuff that they're doing too um anyways uh that's pretty much the end of our episode and again elisa thank you for coming to dallas and and sharing in the experience and making it a better experience or not just myself or other people. Um, everyone at the VR Art of Gaming uh, VR Art Exhibit had a very good time exploring your piece, interacting with you. Everybody thought you were a super amazing person. So <laughs> Thank you. everybody thoroughly enjoyed your company. Thank yeah, you. It's, yeah, it's been a, a full pleasure being here. Like to be able to expand and share in other environments yeah. and other places and connect with new people and energies that are all kind of doing the same you know moving in the same frequency and that vibe is really nice yeah. and uh we are two very tired individuals you slept <laughs> i slept a while like a solid you just and unfortunately she's had some chatterboxes in her hostel that didn't allow her to <sighs> a super like super sleep but Seems like you still got a, a, a solid arrest. As you I made it happen. Yeah, you made it happen. Um, I did too. And at one point I woke up and I was like, no, nope, going back to sleep. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, anyways, you can find out everything about Elisa from her website, www.elisachristine.love. Um, mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is a great place to check her stuff out. You, 
she was all over making sure Instagram was proper this week. So <laughs> I promise if there's things you want to know about her, you will also find them on Instagram. And that's at Elisa Christine Loves. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want people out there to know about you and the things you're working on? Well, yeah, I mean, we covered a lot. I did begin also, I created another page called Lover Worldwide on Instagram. So that's Lover, like L-U-V-R, Worldwide. And that's going to be a, that's going to be a magazine, right? Not sure. No, I don't, I don't think that, that's more of like a, the Lover Worldwide is a collaborative adventure. So things that I, you know, the things that I do related to VR and then, the things that I do with others and related, you know, in relation okay. to VR. Oh, cool. okay. So because, you know, that way I kind of have a little hub of what the VR world is right. in my life because on my regular, on my, you know, on my Instagram page and on my website, everything is um, just kind of like um, a piece of all of the parts of me. Right. So this way I'm dedicating just a little bit of a page to the VR stuff. So that'll be the Lover Worldwide page on Instagram. And so when I do projects with you and with other people, I'm also working under that title, Lover Worldwide. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I highly recommend uh, take the time, explore her work. She's extremely talented and uh, she's got a really, you've got a great feel for, for making significantly branded you of VR art. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I can now tell like the more I look at your art and the more I experience it, like I can tell that that is a hundred percent you. So mm-hmm. congratulations on creating something that is totally all about you mm-hmm. and well, not about you, but it's you from did. the heart. Yeah. It's from the it's heart. Only and one way it can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's from the heart and it, but it screams the, the more I get to know you're just a person and an artist, like it definitely your art screams, Elisa. <laughs> <laughs> in the, all the most amazing ways. Thanks. Uh, um, anyways, uh, check out Full Spectrum VR at Facebook. There's going to be a lot of really new, interesting pieces going up. Uh, I'm going to be working on some 360 VR videos. For older pieces and newer pieces, I'm going to just start with the newer pieces and then probably work my way back. Hopefully get to help Elisa with some of her work on that front. And then, and so you should see some 360 VR videos from her as well. You can also, of course, Twitter at Full Spectrum VR, SoundCloud, Full Spectrum VR backslash, or SoundCloud.com backslash Full Spectrum VR. Um, and that has not closed down. Uh, apparently they so if you're still listening on SoundCloud the podcast is 100% active on there Um, and of course you can find the podcast on Stitcher Radio iTunes and tune in and I'm still trying to make my way to getting it on Spotify and I'll let y'all guys know when that happens Um, thank you and look forward to the next episode thank you stay blessed thank you so much